Hi, my name is Leslie Bennett, and I am the founder of the Mind Body Spirit Reset Program. And I am so excited to share with Pearl today. Hello, sunshine. Good to see you again. Hey, everybody, it's Pearl. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Pearl. We are so excited to be here today. And I have a special guest. And you guys know I'm all about resetting your body, making sure you've got your body in tune and taking care of yourself. And that's what we're talking about today is those things. Like, how do you take care of yourself? And so our guest today is Leslie Bennett, and she is the founder of the Mind Body Spirit Reset Program. Gray Studio is her professional home studio where she offers in-person and online movement and meditation classes, which I love meditation. You guys know that. Her program was designed for women who are entering new chapters of their lives, whether it's a new job, new baby, new city, maybe a divorce, empty nesting, or anything else that might be coming up to change your life, who want to leverage this time for massive healing and personal growth. Throughout her integrative practice of energy work, movement, meditation, mindfulness techniques, and reflection, Leslie guides women who are feeling lost, stuck, or overwhelmed and underwhelmed, come out on top, feeling empowered, calm, centered, and inspired for that road ahead. Her mission is to help women prioritize ourselves, gain clarity around their hopes, dreams, and goals. She says, wherever you are on your journey, she is here to offer her support, challenge you, and inspire you as you move into this next chapter of your life. She has a dual bachelor's in dance and communication from University of Iowa, a NASM CPT, Yoga Moose certified meditation teacher, and owner of the Grace Studio in Springfield. So welcome to the show, Leslie. Great to have you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you coming in from? And um, I'm in Connecticut right now and it's snowing outside. So tell us what your (laughs) weather's like. (laughs) We're in Nashville, right outside of Nashville. So the weather here, you never know. Uh, If you don't like the weather, just wait 10 minutes. That's what they say. (laughs) It changes all the time. So sounds like my Sounds like my hometown of, of Tampa, Florida. I left last week and it was like 29 degrees. And when I'm gone, it's hit to 82 and 90% humidity. So it's oh. crazy. <laughs> you never know what to wear. <laughs> I know. So Leslie, tell us, are you married, children? Tell us about your personal life. I'm happily married. Um, a wonderful man named Mark. And I have a beautiful daughter named Harlow. She's five. And um I live with, um, I live right across the street from my parents and they moved here last year so I could be their primary caretaker. So my dad is 87. My mom is 81. So that is a new, um, that's been an experience I've had for the past year. So um, this topic that we're talking about is super important to me because self-care is super important if you're a caregiver as well. So Wow. Yeah. So you've got a five-year-old and you, you know, yeah. So I totally get that. I've got friends that are doing the same thing with journeying around, taking care of their family. And I'm looking at possibly my mom coming to stay with us soon. And wow. And I have to tell you, your parents, do they have a lot of other kids? Cause you look awfully young to have parents at 87 years old. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm 44 and, um, my brother is six years older. And um, I just take care of myself, really. I Thank you. I appreciate it. I work out a lot and uh, I try to eat pretty well. So, so she's, a, she's a practice what she preaches, sounds like, yeah. kind of girl. So you guys are in for a great treat today. So thank Leslie, you. so tell us how you started on this journey of what you offer your clients today and where, where, where did that come from? Like, was there something that happened in your life that said, I need to make a change and this is where your path started? Well, 
it, it looking back now, you kind of see how all of the pieces of my life led to this, if that makes sense. So, you know, the journey started from day one. But when it became really obvious to me, um, I was just a personal, I was a personal trainer here uh, out of my home. And I started that business um, about six years ago. And honestly, um, about a month after I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) So right around that time, I started my personal training business. And um, I knew, you know, I had been teaching fitness for a long time, um, been teaching group fitness and things. And I knew I wanted to offer personal training, but that was never really the goal. I was never like this. I'm a personal trainer. I was like this and something else. I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like. You know, um, I was really into wellness, but I didn't know. And, um, when I got pregnant, um, it was kind of a surprise. I wasn't (laughs) planning. And when I found out, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I think, you know, it was my instinct to just meditate on that baby. Um, I wasn't really a meditator before, you know, um, but I just felt really um, called to bring my energy down to a calm, healing, loving environment for this thing inside of me, you know, this, this life. And so I think my meditation really started when I got pregnant, uh, cause I wanted to just have that energy transfer. I want to have that connection and I want to have, you know, protect this thing. And, um, so that's when it started when I got pregnant was meditation. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there, you know, and then, I started doing a little bit of meditation with my clients. I wasn't certified yet. Um, Just tried just with a couple clients, didn't really do, just dipped my toe. And then once COVID hit, um, like so many of us, right, we're all locked in um, to our homes. And so that's when I really decided to go inward. And then I started meditating like a lot, a lot, hours a day. (laughs) And then I decided to get certified um, in meditation because it was just life-changing for me. So that was the beginning. (laughs) Wow. That's, and you know, that's, it's, and that's kind of what it's been like for many people over the past few years. It's like you, you know, you start that, you got to think of what else am I going to do with this whole pivot we've had? And I think it's really beautiful. So I never knew how to meditate. I met an amazing lady online. Her name is Sharon RG. And she and I connected during COVID. She was having a mental wellness weekend and she needed to speaker. And I was like, Hey, I love to speak. She's in Canada. And she's like, you don't even know me. I'm like, I just think it's a great subject. It's so important that we take care of ourselves. And I had never meditated before. So then about two years ago, I took her course to learn how to meditate. And I just love it. I'm like, where was that all my life? And, and I love that you decided to do that. Like as you're bringing a child into this world, I, I just interviewed somebody, um, her name is Martha a few hours ago today. And she was, she is a coach that helps you with PTSD. And also she shared how during her pregnancy, that PTSD and postpartum was depression was happening during her pregnancy. And I was just sitting here thinking, I'm going to connect you to it because I think having that meditation during pregnancy, I bet you just like can calm some nerves and probably just brought you some peace as you're going, you know, our body goes through all kinds of changes when we're pregnant. And so to have that, that tool for yourself, I think is so, so powerful. And so then you go off and you, you get that certain 
certification. So now you're you're doing this, you're on this path, you've done your certification. What made you decide to bring it out? What what was what were you seeing out in our world that you were like, you know what, more people need this? How did that happen and how did you start growing your business? Well, it was really a personal journey first. And then I would see, you know, in some of my clients just that were personal training clients, a lack of self-love, you know, pinching their bodies, looking at the fat, not being, you know, and I'd be like, look at, look at yourself in the mirror. And like, let's, um, let's look at ourselves in the mirror and just tell yourself that you love yourself. Let's start there. And I had clients are like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I was like, wow. Um, so I, I really just saw, I saw a necessity, you know, it's so necessary for us to love ourselves. And I could see it. And even before I was on this journey, you know, women are so tough on themselves. We beat ourselves up. We're so like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. We compare ourselves. So there was a lot of that, um, you know, and you just see that as a woman your whole life. So that's where it started. But I really went through a big healing journey myself. So through the meditation, I learned to just, you know, sit and listen. And I did in the beginning, lots of guided meditation. I still love guided meditation. But then I got to a point where I would just sit and listen for hours, you know, and um, a lot of the trauma would come out from childhood all that stuff. And um, I fo- started to follow some people, you know, online that gave, you know, kind of steered me in a direction of how to reparent myself, how to go through all these different areas of self-love and healing. And then I kind of just went through this huge journey. It was like four years of intensive, like, you know, a journaling and meditation and movement. And then I decided to use my body as a tool because I'm a dancer to like move my energy. And it's as simple and as profound as like, like when I was angry to punch a punching bag, when I was scattered to sit in stillness um, and listen to my breath, when I was cry, you know, angry, when I was upset, um, just letting myself cry or journal. So it's just this idea of moving my energy. It was so therapeutic. So all of these tools I was using, and I was like, honestly, just felt called to like create this program that was helping myself. I was just seeing such major progress in my own life. And um, I started, I had visions of this program for like four years before I even really started doing it with other people. So it's been my own journey that I kind of solidified into something that is now an offering. So I just, uh, you, so you said so much there. I'm going to unpack some of that because so that was amazing. So first of all, I want the listeners to understand and the women that are listening, did you hear a few different things there? First of all, Leslie talked about journaling. Like uh, how many often do I say here, you need to journal, you need to let the thoughts out, you need to release it. And then how she talked about how Leslie, like you calm your body down. Like there's things we do that and journaling can be that piece that lets you calm that body down, lets you calm those thoughts down. And then also near the end there, she talked about how she knew this was something Things she wants to do. So I talk often about manifesting. So manifesting what you want and like seeing yourself doing that. I mean, how many times have you listened to the show, everybody? And I've said, where are you at? One year from now, six months from now, one month from now, where are you at? That's exactly what I love that you're sharing, Leslie. And that's what I talk about all the time for those that know is I have what's called the Shiro League. And we meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about these things. We talk about how life can get crazy. Things, life is not perfect. If anybody is out there as a coach and telling people you live your life 100% what you teach, please stop. 
because it's not, it's not true because I'm sure if I ask Leslie, which I'm going to ask her right now, life's not perfect every day, right? Absolutely not. Right. So we have to use as Leslie does. And I do use those tools to help us to get through the challenges that arise to us. And so I, Leslie, I just love that you share those different tips are so powerful because when we can be stewards of our self-care, when we can learn to put ourselves first and use some of these tools that Leslie has shared, our life can be, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be so much more peaceful. And so Leslie, what I want to know is when you're working with your clients, like what are some of the top three things that you're seeing? You know, we've come through COVID, you created this during COVID. Now we've come out of COVID and we still are dealing with things to do with COVID. But what are you seeing? Would you say you're seeing the most struggle? Wait a minute before I do that. I want to go back to something. It just made me think. You talk about pinching themselves. The women that came in pitching themselves. I don't want to forget that. That was one note I just wrote. I don't know if you follow Megan Trainer, but Megan Trainer, and for the listeners that know, she just recently had a baby in the past year or so. And she shared after she had her child, I, she felt fat. Like she felt like she couldn't get rid of the baby fat. She was very negative and very down on herself. And I love what you did, Leslie. This is why I thought about it. It's her counselor told her, you're going to stand in front of the mirror every single day, about six feet away. And you're going to look in that mirror and you're going to find something about yourself that you love naked. You're going to stand in front of the mirror naked. And Megan was like pissed at her. She's like, heck no, am I not doing that? And the the therapist was like, you're going to do it. And Megan said the first, I think week or maybe two weeks, it was horrible. Like she did not like looking at herself. And I, I get it. None of us don't like to look. We can all find flaws in ourselves. But here's the deal that something that she did that I thought was so beautiful. She kept pushing through. And finally, by the end, I think end of the second week into the third week, she was finding things she loved about herself. She was finding love in the in the role. She was finding love in the in the scars she had on her body. And I just loved it, Leslie. You said, let's go stand in front of the mirror. Who are you within? Because we're not just who we are on the outside. We're inside. We have some temporary meat suits. Mm -mm. Right. I love that. Say that again. A temporary meat suit. Yes. I just love that. So Leslie, when you're, I just think it's so powerful. You did that. And I think if women will just let you and others and themselves look in that mirror and just find one thing they love about themselves and just work on that one thing and say how much you love it every morning. I I know that our thoughts, because our thoughts become things, right? And then we can be start realizing that we are beautiful. So I'm going to go back to that question I started to ask you. And that is, what are you seeing right now as you're working with your clients? What are some of the top things that you're seeing? Because I know, and I know you're a mom, and I know many moms had to become teachers and had to become the stewards of the house while they're maybe working as well. And balancing all that during COVID was very overwhelmed. So now that we're coming out and the kids are starting to get back to that normal school, what are some of the top things that you're seeing now and as you're helping your clients? Well, my clients usually are uh, women that are going through some sort of transition. So I have like an empty nester. I have um, someone who just recovered from cancer. I have um, someone who's going through a divorce. So usually big transitions. And with it doesn't matter what phase, pretty much all of us have to work on self-love. Um, you know, and I kind of want to touch back on what you were saying before about you know, the weight and the pinching and all that, you know, I also struggled with eating. I've been every size from a zero to a 10. I understand that battle a hundred percent. And so the weight loss journey then turned into a self-love journey. And all of us have a self-love journey of some sort, you know, even if you're the most beautiful woman in the world, there's, I promise you there's an insecurity there. So, um, and in my program and 
so many other wonderful therapists like the one that Megan Trainer has. That is a huge part of looking in the mirror and saying, I love myself. Find five things that you love about yourself and, and I'll make you do it. You know, so it's a 10 week program. I'll make you do it. I'll say today, go do mirror affirmations. You have 10 mirror affirmations. Then we're going to go on a walk. You're going to listen to your positive affirmations, meditation. So I, every single day for 10 weeks, I tell you exactly what you're going to do. You know, I'm going to do this workout. You're going to tell yourself you love yourself. You're going to journal about this, you know? And so it's totally spelled out. There's no guesswork, push play, do what I tell you to do. But it's, it's all this stuff that needs to be done. It's like, oh yeah, I know I need to do that. But unless somebody tells you to do it, sometimes we won't do it, you know? And that's what I wanted to make is this like foolproof system. Just do what I tell you to do. If you do it, it will be just like Megan Trainer. you know? It takes a couple of weeks, you know, it can be really challenging, you know, looking at yourself sometimes uh, in the mirror, but it's absolutely worth it. So anyway, everybody has, has self-love. Um, some people, you know, depending on the situation, some people have trust issues from divorce. Some people, you know, have everyone's situation is a little different, but self-love is definitely the common thread, I would say. And you know, and what? also self-regulation, I would say. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good self-regulation. Uh, and that's my thing uh, also. So I just want to say that I also have struggled with, you know, anger. Like just when I think I'm so enlightened, I can't, I am, couldn't be happier. Everything is perfect. I was at my very peak and I was like, I am on top of the world. And then I got the phone call a year ago to come take care of my parents. My dad fell. My mom's like, come out to Arizona. What do we do? And it was in the middle of COVID. And so I was like, I can't put you in a nursing home, you know, in the middle of COVID. And you're not able to take care of yourself. And they lived all the way in Arizona. So I was like, let's sell this house. I moved him in with me <laughs> until I could figure out what to do with them. And uh, just when you're talking about manifestation, I'm a big manifestation person. It's all part of self-mastery, you know? So manifestation is just one of the components of self-mastery. And I manifested a house across the street that went for sale that my parents purchased. And I did it in like three days. And I absolutely, it, if people haven't experienced the power of manifestation, it's absolutely a real thing. And I've done it time and time again with so many things. So it's not a fluke, you know, once you put it into practice multiple times, there's, it's not a fluke. So anyway, that self-regulation piece is huge for a lot of us too. Um, just having the tools when you're triggered, noticing your triggers, you know, and that could be triggers with food. It could be triggers with other people. It, you know, if you have narcissists in your life, that's a big one for a lot of people. Um, you know, so everyone has different triggers. So then it's understanding what your triggers are, being able to, you know, harness your energy, take a deep breath to figure out, you know, what tools and tricks work for you. So those are other things that a lot of clients find super helpful, you know, and just the self-regulation of daily life because everyone's going to be triggered with something, you know, yeah. there's so much crazy happening. There is, there's so much crazy that happens. And, and I like the self-regulation that then the self-love because especially as women, we, we forget that piece. We think, you know, we grew up, I, you know, I'm almost, I'm 58 years old. We grew up, I grew up where it was the mom took care of everything. And I, I was very independent at 14 years old. I had my own job. I was like, I, I want to do things that I want to do. And so, you know, we struggled to have children. And after 10 years of trying, we, um, our oldest son was born of our hearts. And then our three years later through infertility, 
we had our younger son, Nate, and he's now 23. And unfortunately, we lost our son. So when you talk about changes, we lost our son last year in July at 25 years old. So we have a forever 25 year old son. And when I saw when you when you talk about being a podcast, the reason why it struck me was because we do go through these changes. We have unexpected things. And, you know, and right now you've got your parents. I'm looking at possibly my mom having to come out, be with us for a little bit as well. And, you know, we have to be able to self-love ourselves and self-manage that stuff as those things happen. And if we don't, and we end up in that rabbit hole of, oh, it was me. Why always me? Why does it, why does it happen to me? And, you know, and it's not change your self-talk. Change right. your self-talk. Yeah, totally. We got to change that self-talk, which is what Leslie's talking with us today about. And and it's so imperative because, you know, I have a friend that she's everything. She's like, everything happens to me. I go, so what good happened to you today? Like when people tell me that, I'm like, so what good happened to you today? How was it positive? How did that, you know, give me something positive because I'm always, you know, believing I've always been a glass full person, not half empty. And um, to the point that I've talked here often is that one of the things I've had many people say, I can't believe that you're back doing the things you do already. I can't, I, like I hold a retreat. I did my, my son pass in July. I held my retreat in September. You know, I'm still doing my, these podcasts and all and my coaching. And I tell people it's because yeah, rightfully so. If I told you I want to sit and be depressed in my bed all day, you probably say, well, I get it. I understand it. But why am I going to live differently? Matt's not here than what I lived when he was here, because that's not who I am in my DNA. And that's not who I believe. I'm not going to benefit myself if I stay in bed. And those that are in that spot, I understand. I I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's hard to lose a loved one and, and to go through that. And what you share is like that self-regulating, that self-love. We have to love ourselves first because because if we don't, we can't take care of our parents that are living across the street from us. Our moms that have to might have to move into us, or maybe you have a child that has special needs that for the rest of their life they're going to be with you. Or just taking care of your family in general. If you don't do something for yourself, and we talk about this here all the time on the show, we talk about in the Shira League about how you put yourself first and how do you show up? How do you find joy in your life? What like I always say, what's the joy in your life? And somebody will go. Well, you know, this and this happened. No, no, no. What goods happen? Like change the thought of all these bad things. And Leslie, I love that you're sharing that. And I think it's really powerful that that's what you're coaching. And I love the hit a button. You're going to be accountable. Do these affirmations. I just think that's so amazing. Do you have an app for that? Yeah. I do. So when you join the program, it's just an app on your phone. And that's, you know, what you do, you check it off, check it off, you know, complete next, next 10 weeks, just follow along. And um, every day, you know, and some people, they don't do it in 10 weeks. Sometimes it takes 20, you know, some people can't commit to an hour every day. And it's really go at your own pace. But, um, you know, and then whenever you want to call me, I'm here and I'll help you through whatever. But um, yeah. And what other thing I love is not only prioritizing um, your self-care, because a lot of times I noticed in my own journey with my taking care of my parents that you're like, well, I'm just not going to do this today. I'm not going to meditate today, but I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to like you let your schedule kind of be determined by other people. And you're like, well, so I don't do date night anymore. I'm just going to you kind of put all these other things, you know, on the side. And then you're like, I'm just this caretaker now. But two weeks turns into two months, she turns into a year. And then you realize that you start building up maybe resentment and you start those other parts of your life start suffering, your other relationships, your other things. And that 
that's what I did. I really put so many things aside. I didn't put my self-care um, it, on the forefront. I put myself on the back burner and I found myself blowing up at my parents, yelling at people. It, and that's bad manners. That's unacceptable, right? It's uh, especially as a meditation teacher, it just makes you like, what am I doing? You know, but it's just like you, you cannot forget to make yourself a priority. And I know everybody says it, but even a day or two days, I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. You have to do it every day because you're not showing up as your best self then, you know? Yeah. And that's so true. I talk about that all the time here and people, like you said, we go, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And, you know, and it's like, I, I actually, after I lost my son, I actually stopped meditating only because I've meditated so well because, and I've had like in my meditation, I've, I seen my mother-in-law come through to me and my aunt come through to me. And I was like, I did not want to meditate because I was afraid if I got too deep, I wasn't prepared for my son to come. And those may or may not believe in it, but that's just what was, that's what happened to me. So now I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, I've come in some peace and I was still doing self-care things. And that's, what's important is that maybe one thing you're doing at the moment, it's not serving you and that's okay, but make sure you're doing something because like Leslie said, and Leslie she shared here, I love what you said that too. Leslie's like, you know, it, we can lose a day. It can become a year. It could be two years. And all of a sudden, like you said, you're yelling at people, you're mad, you're, you know, maybe you put on weights, you, you know, all these things are happening to you because you didn't put yourself as a priority. And oftentimes we think that it's guilt. It's, it's selfish for us to do that. Self-care is not selfish because here's the thing, whoever you believe in, and I believe God gave us our body and said, you've got to take care of this. I gave this to you. This is your vessel to take care of. Do with it good with it. And when we don't, then we're not taking care of, we're not able to take care of all those we love, what we do and everything to the ability that he wants us to. And I think it's so imperative to remember that even if it's just like, I don't know, Lizzie, like, would you agree? Like, even if it's just like 10 minutes to do something, do something, go sit in a quiet spot. You know, I have a swing in my front yard. I'll go sit and swing sometimes, you know, just, it's just do something. Would you agree, Leslie? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Even if it's just putting a little makeup on and taking 10 minutes just to breathe in a way that feels really, really satisfying, you know, and for someone in your situation, God, I'm really, really sorry about the loss of your son. Um, when just a meditation hack for you, if um, you have thoughts that you're afraid of thinking, because I understand that um, a meditation trick you can do is just to, you can close your eyes or just soften your gaze and just move like molasses and slowly move your head all the way to the left and all, all the way to the right, as slowly as humanly possible. It'll literally take you 10 minutes, sometimes just to get to the side or 10 minutes just to get to the other side. But when you're so focused on moving microscopic, microscopically slowly, you are only focusing in on what you're doing on moving slowly that the thoughts won't take over your mind, but you're still in a mindfulness practice that brings you so much peace. And I call it a vacation and a meditation. You do other things, you do your head up and down, and then you want, um, you look up and down as you, your eyes go the opposite direction. Uh, and you say, but anyway, I'll, it's very interesting, but at least do this side to side super slowly when you don't want to think certain thoughts because it's still 
opens up your peaceful portal. <laughs> right. I love um, that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to remember that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know what does Leslie do for her self-care? What are some of the things like, what are your top three, three things you like to do? I have to, I'm a, I love Qigong. Um, so I bang it out every morning. I just move that energy. Um, so I sometimes I was saying I kind of have like a short fuse or I get frustrated pretty quickly. I don't know why that's been really in the past year or so more than so just shaking, standing and shaking for like two minutes, really um, shaking and banging it out. I have like a quick little 10 minute routine that I do where I bang out You know, on your liver, you hold trapped anger, you know, on your spleen, you have resentment on your colon, you have shame on your bladder, you have fear. So I bang on these points and then I bang on my chest, you know, just to, um, invigorate my lungs. So I just do this little Qigong routine. I breathe in a way that feels satisfying. I give myself a hug. When I get ready, I always tell myself positive affirmations. I listen to all the woo-woo all the time. Uh, in my headphones, as I go to sleep, I listen healing frequencies or um, usually meditation, um, either by like Wayne Dyer, or I love um, Regan Hillier so much. Uh, so there's different people, but those are the main non-negotiables. I have to shake. I have to do Qigong. I always do positive affirmations and I always listen to healing frequencies. So those are my main things. Journaling. Um a lot of times before I even meditate, another tip if people want it, um, I can't just sit down right away and just meditate. My mind is a little too scattered. I got too much like to-do lists and things like uh, pay this bill, call this person. So I'll take my journal out and I'll just brain dump all the things that I have to do. What are the things that my mind won't stop thinking about? So once I get it on paper, then I'm like, now I can let it go. And now I can meditate, right? And sometimes I don't necessarily feel like just sitting in silence. If I don't want to do a guided meditation, I can just count my breaths. So before I get out of bed, I try to count 100 breaths. I had to start over four times today. It's not always easy. I challenged my mother to do it. She couldn't even get to 10. She got so frustrated. It's not easy, but I challenge everyone to do it because it it forces you to make your mindfulness a priority. You know, it trains your mind. You know? I, and that's, it's so true. Like we, when we create that, I love, so at night when I go to bed, I found on YouTube, um, it's the live ocean. It's yeah. like the ocean. Have you seen it? It's so, no, but I do an ocean meditation too. I love the sound oh of the waves. Oh my waves. gosh. It's so powerful. And my husband's always like, how come it's always night? I go, cause it's night where we're going to bed, <laughs> you know, but I will put that on to go to sleep with and just to kind of relax. If I can't get to sleep right away, that's, that's some, one of the things that I'll do. And I just love that. I love what you said about brain dumping. So every listing is probably going, there she goes again, another guest on talking about journaling. But I just, I think it's so powerful. And the brain dumping is my biggest thing. That's how I learned to journal was just like dump was in my head. What's in my mind? Sometimes it created me a to-do list of things I forgot to do that I knew I want to do. And I would keep that list, but then I would throw it away. It's like, I don't need it anymore. I dumped it. There's no reason why to bring it back in. And I would just throw it away. And I just love that you share that with everybody. And so let's, before we get to your, your daughter and your, and your husband, let's talk about being a caregiver. Like 
it's and it's hard. Like my friend Sharon, I told you, she just lost her mom in the um in December, I think it was, um, because of the uh she just had gotten older, dementia. She had Lewy body disease. And so I watched her go through all that process of, you know, caring for her mom. And I watched my mom. My mom cared for my granny years ago when she was um getting dementia and Alzheimer's. And so tell me like how are you balancing that? I love that you manifested them being across the street. I think that's so amazing. And then you know, you're trying to balance family, business, self-care, and then your your parents. So what do you do to put boundaries around yourself to, to accomplish that and help them at the same time? That is always being tweaked. It's always being adjusted. Have I perfected it? No, but it's always in the forefront of my mind. How can I do better at this, at these boundaries? One is limiting my time. So my parents also have Alzheimer's both of them. And um, not so much dementia, just Alzheimer's, just very forgetful. And um, and they're going to watch this later too. So <laughs> um, it's just funny. But um, so to my mom will forget that she'll approach me with bills and she'll do it all the time. Like I need you to pay this one and this one. And so I like to say, we're going to do that on Sunday. We're going to do that on a certain designated day. You know, I can't, I originally, I was just dealing with it whenever she would present it to me. And that was making me um, kind of resentful and hostile. And I was like, you know, I have these things I need to do. So I would, and when she would present me with like, call this company and I would end up being on the phone for an hour for her and then doing this. And I'm literally always on the phone, making their appointments and dealing with all of the VA and all of the things. And when I, I have to designate my time better and I have to remember that the boundary, um, can be set while still being kind in the beginning. I would get really angry and frustrated. Like, why, you know, you're taking over my time, you're blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, now it's not the right time to do it, but I'll come back tomorrow, you know? And so time management is huge. <laughs> um, also, you know, remembering to say calm, cool, collected, and kind. I go back to my little affirmations all the time, my breathwork practices my tapping, like I have little, my entire program is just all these little tools that I consistently resort back to all day long that just help me show up as a way, as a person that I'm proud of versus the times that I haven't been, you know, so I learn. And the most important thing is to have grace with yourself. I call my studio Grace Studio because in this whole process, it's so important to have grace with ourselves through this and not to expect perfection and not to think, beat yourself up because you yelled at somebody, apologize and then do better. You know, recognize where you had shortcomings, have grace with yourself, start over. You know, every day, I say this all the time, every day is your reset. Every day you can start over. It doesn't have to be New Year's. It doesn't have to be, you know, April 1st, which is the real new year. It's just, it could be right now, you know? So that, I guess those were my main things. Um, 
I love that you shared too about like, you know, and for many people who are listening, if you've got a family member that you're helping to care give, I love Leslie, what you shared about creating that day. Like I can't help you today. We're going to do it on Sunday. Like, so that's so important because it's also, they may not remember, but at least you've set that boundary and you can, I would rather repeat going, we're going to do that on Sunday versus the other that's, you know, getting so stressed out and being like, like you said, stop your schedule and go do all this. And you go, oh, I didn't get nothing out of my schedule. I wanted to get done today. Then you become frustrated, become mad with them. It was happening every day. Every day I felt like I was just being hijacked. Right, right. That every day, like I was spending 80% of the day doing whatever I had to do for them. Right. And then I'd come home and be like, I don't even know what to do now in my own life, you know? Right. So you so, were sharing that you that you have a brother. So have you been able to like manage between you and your brother? Is there, do you have support for you? It's a little no, different. No, he lives in Texas and he has two special needs kids that require a hundred percent attention. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. It's hard because everybody family dynamic is so different. You know, right now my mom would talk about listening. My mom may listen to this. <laughs> we have some concerns about her being on her own. And and she's like, you're not going to move me from where I am. I'm like, we're not wanting to move you from where you are. We want you to be safe is our goal, you know? And, and so we're all scattered. I'm in Florida my brother's in Nevada. My sister lives there, but her health is not great. So yeah, I, I, I'm glad you're set boundaries. I I want it. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to share that with anybody I know too, about creating a day to go on this day, we'll take care of everything. My family member needs taken care of because I think it's really, really powerful. So now I'm going to get to the difficult one. And that is how do you create Great boundaries and self care as a mom. So I always share the story that my sister in law, I went to go visit her and my brother one year, and she was like, Come on, Sean's going to go put his clothes away. And he was only like four years old. He wasn't even in kindergarten. I'm like, He's going to put his clothes away? She's like, Yeah, he's going to put his clothes away. Okay. I'm like, Let me go see what happens when Sean puts his clothes away. And we went upstairs, and literally he was putting him in the bottom dresser drawer. And she's like, Listen, I know he's not going to fold him. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm teaching him how to take care of himself and understand that I'm his mom. I'm not his maid and that we, this is a business that I'm running here. So that's why Leslie, I call it CEO mom because you're running. I don't know any mom that's a used to be in my world called a stay at home mom that stayed home and ate bonbons all day long. Right. So we have things to get done, whether you're running a business, whether you're working full time and coming home and taking care of the family. And so oftentimes I shared earlier in the show is that moms feel guilty when they do something for themselves. Oh, my kids are going to think I don't love them. Oh, they're going to say I'm being selfish. So what do you do to create self-care around your daughter? And what are you teaching her? I know she, you said she's like five years old, but what are you starting to teach her now in some of what you do to put herself first? Hmm. Well, I have been trying to teach her how to meditate, you know, since she was three (laughs) and, um, just, you know, listening to her breath, um, and also saying only nice things to herself. You know, she said, you know, things that are not nice about herself, like I'm dumb or whatever. No, 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 no. You know, I don't even let it slip. Um, so making sure that she has positive self-talk. Um, so my daughter likes to get up at six, six 30. She is really an early bird. And so I, I like to be that person that gets up at five an hour ahead, but I haven't been lately. I haven't been. So my self-care, you know, is when she leaves for school, then I'll usually go into right before my clients show up or right after my client leaves my first one, I'll do um, movement and meditation and breath work of my own. Um, before, you know, I do my client or right after. So those are self-care things that I do for her. She is so young. So I would say really, um, I love the CEO mom thing. I, 
I have been teaching her all those same kinds of, um, you know, ideas for our house. She helps me clean up and take out the trash and do sweeping and laundry. She helps me fold. Her folding's not as very good, but that's okay. We're learning. And um, so I, I think it's funny. I was listening to a mom at the park the other day talking to another mom. She's like, oh, I do the gentle parenting and I don't tell my child no. And I was like, oh gosh, that's not me. I tell my child no all the time. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't know where I'm going that with that, but well, I would say that I in a few years she's going to wish she told her child now. <laughs> I know. I, know. Gosh, I don't even know how to do that. I I say no all the time. And so. I think well, you know, we could go down a whole other conversation with that yeah. one, but you know, I think that is part of the problem that our children suffer with is they've been never been told no, so they don't know how to handle rejection. They don't know how to they we the world's not perfect. It's not, you know, foo-foo and butterflies all day long. And I love that you're teaching her that that process of it, this is a team where, you know, this is a business we're running the house together. And, you know, it's so powerful. When I grew up, that's how it was because my dad was in the Vietnam War. So my mom worked. So I helped with the chores around the house. My sister did too. My brother was much younger, but but that's what we did. And it's, you know, it's not the old, the old cliche of it's the ladies' work. It's not anymore. It's really a team. It's you're building a team. And so I love that you share that. And I love that you're teaching your daughter meditation. And you know, I think that's really, really important. As we all know, and our listeners know that listening is like up until that like eight years, around that eight years, the 10 years of age, that's what they learn is what they carry forward in their life. So you're teaching her an amazing tool that some of us women don't, I didn't learn until like three, four years ago how to meditate, you know, and I'm taking care of myself. Yes. But meditating, I had no clue how to listen quietly with nothing on, but my thoughts like to, if, when I told Sharon, when I started, I'm like, you want me to sit in my quietness? Are you kidding me? Can I have music? She's like, no, not until I say you're ready. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know, I fought a little bit, but it's so, so powerful. And I loved it that you shared that. And so the next question, Liz, I have is, um, so how long have you been married? Uh, let's see. We were married nine years. Okay. So tell me what you and your husband, what's his name again? Mark. Mark. Tell me what you and Mark do for self-care when maybe you can't, you know, you can't go out on a date. You know, you've got, I know sometimes it's probably hard with your parents and, you know, balancing those, but what do you do for something self-care with your hubby? And how do you incorporate that around your daughter? You know, with the fact that you've, you're raising a daughter, right? So in other words, I want to know, how do you find time and space for the two of you? Cause you're taking care of your parents, taking care of your daughter, running a business. So what do you do for, to help you both with that? Well, once we put her to bed, we really just spend that next hour connecting. We'll put the boob tube on, but we'll just sit there and talk, you know, and that's our time um, to connect. And, you know, I, as silly as it sounds, I try to like, we send each other memes, like funny little conversations, you know, and jokes throughout the day, you know, you do what you can. Um, he got me this really great thing for Christmas a year ago, actually, that it, it's like one of those um, date night books. And so you can choose, you know, if you want to stay home, if you want to go out, how much you want to spend, blah, blah, blah. And then he got me like a Polaroid camera that goes with it. And so then we take a picture of the date night that we did together. And it was just such a thoughtful gift. And so a lot of them are like, stay at home. You know, yes, we want to, you know, get messy. It could be, you know, so you choose the thing together. And um, so we try to have fun that way. Um, 
And I just wanted to go back to that thing about with my daughter and parents giving their kids chores and stuff. I think it's also really important and um, imperative really to make sure that your kids feel like they're a necessary cog in the family. You know what I mean? Like a necessary piece of the family. If they just feel like they're like a guest in a hotel, they're not going to be building self-worth. Self-worth comes from doing things, you know? I really believe that. So um, I love that my husband and I are really on the same page. And um, we try to do a lot of stuff as a family, Saturdays and Sundays. You know, we do Pancake Sunday every Sunday. Like that's. Oh my God, my family does Pancake Sunday too. Oh, I love that. (laughs) They're all grown. But yeah, that was us. It was Pancake Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. You know, so it's just, you know, prioritizing each other and you don't have to do anything crazy. We play a lot of games, you know, and just spend time outside in the yard. We have a fire pit you know, we're pretty simple. That's awesome. I love that. Just, I love that those are the things you are doing. That is so powerful. So tell us what do you have upcoming and tell everybody how they can connect with you. What do I have upcoming? Um, so I have, let's see, um, the mind, body, spirit reset program. I am currently taking new clients. Um, if anybody's interested, so it's for women primarily that are going through major life, um, changes. So new baby, new job, new city, divorce, empty nesting, whatever, um, losing a family member, um, you know, so any big transition in life and really the whole purpose of it is just to kind of um, figure out who you are at this juncture in your life to recognize any patterns that you have to kind of recalibrate, to learn some tools. How can I self-regulate? How can I heal? How can I grow? What can I learn from being here? Like, how did I get here? <laughs> Let's process that. Who do I want to be moving forward? You know, setting some goals, setting, creating a vision of what that future is. And then starting, you know, like a visualization practice, starting a manifestation practice of healing your stuff and then moving in the direction of your dreams, you know, trying to get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm here now, now figuring out where do I want to go? So that's what I do. I also offer just um, meditations via Zoom and they're all custom one-on-one. You know, you just tell me what you're working on. They're usually just about a half hour long, but I guide you through that. Or I do just, um, you know, movement sessions online with people to one-on-one. My style is kind of a blend of Qigong and Pilates, yoga, um, I love ballet, my degrees in ballet. So I love doing all the bar stuff. So it's just really whatever that person is looking for. So those are my offerings, um, movement meditation and, um, you know, mindfulness practices. So that's awesome. And we, we'll make sure we put all the links you guys, so you can follow along with Leslie and, and reach out to her. And so it's been so much fun having you on here today, Thank but you. before we, yeah. And I just, I just want to remind everybody, everything we've talked about today, you know, we, I have what's called the Shiro league and Leslie, it's for women that are looking for just support. We just come in and support one another. It's from eight to 9 PM Eastern time. You can be a mom. You don't have to be a mom. You can be married. You don't have to be married, whatever, wherever you are in your life. You just want to, 
to be surrounded by women who are looking to put themselves first, looking to build their self-care, looking to celebrate their joy in their life, looking to overcome the challenges in your life. Whatever that is for you, we don't want my goal is not let women feel alone. You know, my background is that for many years, when we left Virginia to come to Florida, I put my kids first for so many reasons that I forgot who I was. And when it hit me that, who am I? They're starting to grow up and they're going away. And I'm like, where where am I at? Where's Pearl? And so that's where the Shirley came from because I found I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only one who thought I had to do everything. And my husband does like equal parts of everything. He does the dishes. I put them in the dishwasher. We clothes, launch, everything. We're partners in everything. And that's how we raise our boys too, because we wanted to make sure our boys knew that, you know, the wife is does is not in charge of everything, that it's a it's a business together that your partner's in. And so the Shirley came out of that. And then it grew into our retreats. We do an annual retreat in September and we have eight spots left. We're going to the Gulf Shores of Alabama. You hang out in your PJs, no makeup the entire weekend, September 14th to 18th. And we just work on self-care. We have great speakers. Spend some time on the beach, enjoying the Gulf Shores and our house is such a gorgeous home right on the beach this year. So that I'm so excited. That you were with. Yeah, it's amazing, Leslie. You'll have to you'll have to share it with you and check it out. But yeah. you know, it's it's hard. We get busy in our lives and being a, a mom, running a business, taking care of our loved ones. And you know, it, it can be hard and we have to remember to reset and take care of ourselves. So I'm glad we talked about this today, Leslie. I think it's really powerful information that you shared. And I know everybody's going to reach out to you. And so Leslie's already been warned. We're going to do the cards today. So I'm going to shuffle the cards and she's going to tell me when to stop. So here we go, Leslie. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Let's see what she has. Oh, so Leslie, your card says, where will I go from here? So where are you going next? Um, To pick up my daughter. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I am... Where am I going next? Um, I see myself um, just growing in my business, um, just growing in my relationships, just at wherever I am in this moment, just building on this foundation that I've built. So, you know, I'm just going towards the light. I'm going towards love and peace and higher consciousness. And, um, you know, I just want to help as many people that I can. That's really, that's where I want to go. It's just to be of service. So I, I love that. And, and I, everybody, if you're watching, if you're listening, you're not seeing it. But the one thing that I loved about having Leslie today is she has a beautiful smile and she, you could just see the love she has for herself and for what she does. And so I hope you reach out to her and I hope you, you connect with her because, and when you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about, but it's been amazing. I've loved Thank having you. you on Leslie. You're welcome. And before we go, I want to remind everybody I'm in Connecticut, so I don't have my oyster with me. So I'm going to use my hands back to the old days and remind you that you come into this world, you're this little oyster, you're a little sharp, rough on the outside, but on the inside, you are the inner pearl. And so I hope you go today and put on your cape and find your inner pearl of greatness. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza and I'm with Women Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. 
They felt like everywhere they turn, somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another Zoom meeting. And I just felt so sorry for these women as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit on my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a, a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, and if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home, and then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they are trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in, in the home with all their children and their spouse and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break. I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you can make that note on your door because really we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved ones, and our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I want to pour into these women. So I brought them together on a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? Were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed. They were starting to communicate better with their family and their and their loved ones because they could communicate why they were taking time for themselves. They were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you. It's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute, or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour. 
but it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because of that, they they saw that their family, they were worried that their family might feel make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children. That's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or writing, playing cards, or even we gave them a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards. They're called Better Questions, Better Life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the, our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them. But because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedules. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. They were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved ones, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic, is, as we know it today, is over, I found that the women loved this so much, we needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had Seth and Torah come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago, almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth and Seth taught me about mock acceptance. And he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motions. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watched the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around 
their self-care so that they can achieve the things they want to, so that they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shira group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet every year. We have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year. And we just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate our needs to our loved ones? How do we find what our goals are and our visions are? And how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really want to do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you. and We know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you want to learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, I would love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves and just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them, have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. So if you're ready to check out the Shira League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster. We might be a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl to greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are. 